Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Uh, that's, a, that's an oldie but a goodie, Evan. The Wanderer, of course. Uh, yeah, yeah. Sung by the great. Oh, come on. Come on. You no, got to get this, this right. It's a classic. It is a top 250 firecracker 500 song Dude. every Labor Day on CBS FM. What is it? Chubby Checker. I know. Come on. Oh. That's my guy. Love Chubby. Love He's tremendous. Chubby. Chubby's fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> I once said that about you, too. <laughs> uh, that is the great Dion. You never heard of Dion, did you? Dion, of course. You know Dion's last name? Uh, Big Mac doesn't even know Dion's last name. Warwick. Uh, Warwick, yes. Sanders. <laughs> That's right. That's right. No, it's, if I'm not mistaken, it was Demucci. Dion Demucci? Uh, you can fact check me on that, but I believe Dion's last name Dion was... Demucci, better known as simply as Dion, is yeah. an American singer, Run songwriter, to... and guitarist. Come on. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. I wasn't that... familiar with Dion. Oh, you, ha you, you never heard of Dion? No, actually, I haven't. I've really? heard of the song, though. The song you, I definitely You know heard the too. song Run Around Sue, right? Absolutely, yes. And you knew that you've heard The 100%. Wanderer before, right? I hundred. No, that's what I said. I've heard of the songs. I didn't hear of him. All but. right. But, uh, so you know the songs, you just know it's A thousand percent, yes. All right. Those are, uh, those are. I think they had to be his two biggest hits. Um, Born to be with you, Sweet for Less. Yeah, How old uh, did you think? A Teenager in Love was another big hit of his, I think. Right? No. Was it? <laughs> <laughs> Why must I be a teenager? I know that's yeah. too, right? Yeah. I think no. it was. <laughs> you know how old Dion is? Dead. It was by him, yeah. He's dead. No, Dion's alive. Come on. He's still with us. Dion is, is Dion with us. Alive? Dion is still alive. You and put Dion on the show. Learn how old he is? Uh, I can take a guess. Take 93. A guess. No, you come on. What do you mean, uh, come on. He's not even in that. No, he's 83 years old. Yeah, that's pretty close, is it not? You're a decade off. Dion was born in 39? 1939. In wow. the Bronx. From the Bronx. How about that? Yeah. Uh, he didn't He didn't write the song you claiming he wrote. That's I think not, they performed Teenager in Love. Yeah. He didn't write Teenager in Love. Right, I'm pretty, uh, pretty sure. Was he known for performing it? Because then the answer is correct on their part. Well, Run Around Sue the Wander. He did Ruby Baby. Uh, but I don't think that was his song. I could be wrong. I could be wrong. I was not alive, of course, for that, but, uh, that's my guy. Can you book him on the show, Tommy? Next week, I like Dion in studio, singing the hits. That's a Dion and the Belmont song, Teenager in Love. Okay. Why don't we save that for Saturday at, yeah. like, a little after 1 o'clock. Perfect. Yes, <laughs> that's your audience. That is, are you, what, you done at 1 o'clock? <laughs> uh, yes. Here's, uh, Brian in Sussex. Brian, what's going on? 
Evan, you're driving away future net fans. You gotta be, st- you gotta stop being so braggadocious right now. You're the, what are you, the five seed? It's not like you guys are the two seed. It's not like you were this runaway team and, and you you have no stars. You don't have any of your own picks. You're the NBA's whipping boy right now. You cannot play big brother, the big brother to the Knicks. Yeah, you'll see Monday night when they kick your ass again for the 10th straight time. Uh, listen, he's still a fan. Man, I'm he... a Laker fan. And you know what? I'm sitting here. You're a Laker fan. Hey, Rob Polinka yeah, put on a masterclass this day. <laughs> I think Polinka did a hell of a job for you guys over the last 48 hours. I am not. I want to make something clear to you, hours, Brian. I am about not. The last three or four years. No, no, it's been. Yeah, that NBA championship sucked. I agree with you. It was horrible. It was in a bubble. It doesn't count. Um, my I don't only claim that. My, I don't even. My only point with the whole Nick Net thing is that the Nick fan, rightfully so, has celebrated the last twelve hours, and I understand that. Yes, and I'm just reminding them that it ain't over between us because now we're on the same level. We're in the same playing field. That's right. So if you expect Net fans to just go away and no, not have fun. A, the Knicks are on a higher level because now, like you guys were just saying before, the the Brooklyn Nets are being tagged as a toxic franchise. So the, the Knicks will... Uh, you're, you're breaking up there, bud. Here, here, here's the most disappointing thing to me uh, if I was a Net fan. I'm not, so I get great joy out of it. Mm-hmm. But, you know, Kevin Durant is truly one of the great players to ever play basketball. You can argue where he goes on the rank. It doesn't matter to me. We all agree. He's one of the greatest players to ever play. And he it's not his fault necessarily, but he, he he's the face now of a generation of great players who uh, take no pride in building a championship around them in any one particular city. He's not alone in this. Right. But there, there is something to be said, and maybe I'm being old school in this thinking, and I, if I am, I'll own that and take it, where I'm the best player in the world. I'm going to get great players to play with me, and my talent is going to be good enough to transcend the sport where we're going to have opportunities to win titles. Right. Now, and it's not just him, it's just him today, it's like, oh, wait a minute. Uh, I don't have five superstars playing next to me. I got to get myself traded out of here to go to a different situation where there are better players. Right. Like, there's something that's somewhat dirty about that to me. But it is, and I recognize it is the current NBA. It's something that Kevin Durant did three times. He joined the Warriors. Even when he joined the Nets, he did it with another star. Right. And as soon as that star left, he said, I'm done. I want to go join another star. What I don't know. And it's easy to say it today, and you can just act like it's a fact, and you've done it, and our last caller did it. And I'm not it. telling you you're wrong. I'm saying I don't know. And that is this idea of you'll never get a free agent, you'll never get a star. I don't know if the involvement with Kyrie and Kevin Durant has framed this franchise permanently in a way in which no one will ever want to play here. I don't know that. Like, And so to say that so confidently, my retort isn't to necessarily argue with you. It's just to say, how do you know that? You're telling me two years Nobody from now, knows that. if the Nets are building a good roster, a free agent would say no because I remember that you didn't let Kyrie no. Irving play road games when he was unvaccinated? No, I just think players talk like people in that industry talk with one another. They're friends. They compare notes. They talk about you know what a facility's like, what the, uh, the owner's like, what the GM's like, what the weight room is like. That's natural talk amongst guys in every sport. And I think right now in the moment, in the moment, in the moment, there is a black cloud over that franchise. I, I agree, but I don't know if that's a permanent black cloud. 
Maybe I not. just I don't know that. And well, to just assume nothing's permanent. I'm with you. No, on but that. that's the point you're making and our last caller's making as if I'm saying short term You're dead. You if, got no shot to ever get a star. And what's funny about that, or I guess what annoys me, is that in the lead up to Durant and Irving picking the Nets, part of the resentment I had towards a lot of people at this radio station is whenever someone would call in, not even me, because I never thought this, a caller would call up and say, Hey, maybe Durant's gonna pick the Nets. They'd be brushed aside. He would never pick the Nets. They're the second team in this town. They would never come here. Right. And so part of the ex- excitement I had and a lot of Net fans had was not just getting the stars, but proving you guys wrong. Sure. Like someone picked the Nets. And it's like I'm hearing not, the same. Now, not just someone. Right. Them. Them. Right. And right. obviously it didn't work, but that's not the point. So a part of the excitement was, yeah, the hope of winning championships, obviously. But it was the idea of everything you guys said. And it was all of you. You weren't around at that time, but I'm sure you would have said I, it. I absolutely would have said and it. And that's fine. Yeah. Was you're wrong. And so to start to hear that well, again and that's immediately. that's why there was a hubris amongst diehard Net fans that not only did you acquire the best talent that was in the NBA, but you also shut Nick fans up. Exactly. When, I, when they signed Durant, one of the things I remember saying with Joe on July 1st was, who's laughing now? And my whole point about that was you guys laughed at the idea of a star picking the Nets. So part of the excitement was... You guys never thought it was possible. So to hear immediately, you guys will never get a star again, it's like bringing me back to 2019. And all I'm telling you is, I don't know if that's true. You're telling me in 2027, Luka Doncic would never come here because of Kyrie Irving? I just, I don't know that. No, I'm saying right now in the moment, there's a dark cloud over the building and over the franchise and the owner and the GM and everybody else. Yes. And it's not going to happen tomorrow for sure. Uh, it'll just be interesting, you know, if uh, you know, Giannis became available, if Luka became available, pick you don't matter who we're talking about, right? You know, are the Nets, the franchise, are they a destination so, that would still so be considered? Here's, here's my answer to that, yep. and I, I think I'm right about this. People will pick the Nets just like they'll pick the Nets, uh, the Knicks, if they believe they can win with that team. If they see a roster... If they look yeah, around that's and say, give you that. so if Sean Marks still has this job and is hitting on second-round picks yep. and Cam Thomas becomes James Harden reincarnated, then, yeah, four years from now or three years from now, a guy would say, I want to play there, much like your team. If if Ju- um, I don't even say Julius Randle. If Jalen Brunson and Quinton Grimes and Emmanuel Quickly and whoever you draft this year right. is blossoming into this incredible nucleus, then you bet your ass a star will come here. I never believed it was Dolan. I never believed it was where the practice facility was. I never believed that. You want to know why guys didn't pick the Knicks after 2019? Because they sucked and they didn't see a good roster. You guys have a good roster now. And, so yeah, the and Knicks now are you're going to attract more players. 100 right. So I think the same goes with the Nets. I think the Nets are dead for a little while in regards to that. But listen, if the Nets suddenly wind themselves in the seventh seed or sixth seed and win a playoff series, and it looks like they're all having a great time, the building's packed. Yeah, things could change like that. And the other thing I don't know, and I don't think our last caller knows, and I don't think you know, and you're a basketball fan, so I respect where you come from with this. What are the Nets now? They've got some really good young players, but what are, are they? The Nets right now are, they good? are, a, what are, are they? a faceless group of young, talented players who are going to win some games. Oh, they are going to win some games. Yeah. Are they a 500 team? Are they a little bit above I 500? Think I, would, I would view the Nets right now not knowing exactly uh, rotations and how Jock's going to use everybody. He don't know either. Uh, yeah, probably not. I think the Nets could play 500 ball the rest of the way. I don't know their schedule either. 
But around there, yeah. And that's what I mean, so... if you tell me they have 24 games, 28 games left, if you told me they were 13 and 15, 15 and 13, something along those lines, yeah. But that's what's so weird about it. They're like, not, I'm not bereft of talent. Right, and that's why I'm playful with the whole talking trash about the Knicks. If I'm being honest with you, I don't know what the hell this team is. Like, there's a part of me sort of excited in a weird, perverse way to, like, find out. But all I know is they may be halfway good. And maybe we are having fun in April with a Knicks-Nets Listen, I would sign game. up today for a Nick net playing a game right now. And I know I'm selling my own franchise short and saying that. You know what? I signed up for a but two, and I'm I, in the five seed. <laughs> I, think, I think that would be awesome for basketball in New York. I think it would galvanize everybody. I think it would it would it would be it wouldn't be Mets Yankees Subway Series obviously, but it would be damn good. And you know why? It would be damn good. It'd be exciting. We would it, we the build up to it would be great. And you know what would happen? Yeah. And this I know this would bother you to your core to the point where you'd bring it up. All of a sudden, you'd have a bunch of Fugazi fan hosts pretending like they want to talk basketball. <laughs> yeah, guys who haven't seen or been to a basketball game well, in twenty years. What's funny is I was always <laughs> afraid for the last three years of us being together, two and a half years, I was always afraid of a Knicks-Nets playoff series. I always said that to you. I don't want it. Even Meanwhile, the Nets, and the Nets were better. And the Nets and were better. Like it. Now, because I have just yeah, faced, now you got nothing to lose. I have so nothing to really? lose. That bring it on. Like, pressure. I almost want it. Dude, the pressure just switched. If the Nets played the Knicks in the last three years, all the pressure's on Brooklyn. And you admittedly said, even, I remember we had a conversation. That if they played in a, a non-playing tournament, in, in a regular playoff series, a best of seven, you were deathly afraid of even winning four to one. Yeah. Because the 48-hour period after whatever game the Knicks would have won there would have been like death to you. Right. And you wanted no part of it. Even if I guaranteed you the four to one series win. Correct. That 48-hour period after a Knicks win would have been the worst moment for you and, in your and life. And now I've already seen the worst moment. You guys, rightfully so, are celebrating our demise. So I've already seen death. So if I could get a game with you guys and beat you, even Monday. Sure. Like, i got to tell you something. Well, Monday's I a am beat pumped up for Monday. As am I. I am so in th- Because oh. I just oh, need to exert some revenge. Yeah. Because you guys deserve to laugh, have your fun, celebrate our end. Yeah. But I'm, I am going to get to grow old with Kevin Durant. No, don't do He's going to be here for the rest of his career. Don't do What's this. that? Don't do that to me. What's that, Evan? Don't I am going to get to grow old with Kevin Durant. Wow. He's going to be here for the rest of his career. When, when, when was that said on this radio program, Big Mac? <sighs> Not that long ago, I don't think, was it? Mm. Hmm. It was actually in January of 21. There you go. Just over a year ago. Wow. I am going to get to grow old with Kevin Durant. He's going to be here for the rest of his career. That's what uh, Robert Sala meant when he said, I'm keeping receipts. (laughs) That's how you keep receipts right there. Yeah, that's a tough one. I'm starting to collect my own receipts. You got to eat that one. Got to eat that one, I'm collecting the receipts of the last 12 hours, and hopefully I'll get to use them someday. Here's Matt in Long Hill, New Jersey on the fan. Matt, how are you? Hi, I'm good. How are you doing today? Great, thank you. Awesome. Perfect. Um, so unfortunately I wasn't into basketball in my youth. I got into it when I watched the Oklahoma city thunder team that Roberts was talking about sure. with a KD Russell and Harden and Ibaka. But throughout the years, I have grown to absolutely despise Kevin Durant. I can't stand him. He used to be one of my all time favorite players. And I, my question was, are there any athletes that you guys at first love 
was super into. And then through the course of their career, whether it was um, their playing or their actions off the field, that you've grown to be like, I can't stand it. A-Rod. I loved A-Rod as a kid. I got to tell you, when he was with Seattle, it really ended when he went to Texas, so it wasn't even affiliated with steroids. I just thought he had the smile, he was young, he was awesome. And I admit, as a Met fan, I knew he grew up as a Met fan. I knew that there was always that hope of him signing here. He was better than Jeter. So from afar, I always loved A-Rod. And then the free agency of 2000 into 2001 kind of ruined it. And obviously, things got worse as years (laughs) went by. So A-Rod would be my answer. That's a good one. Uh, why is Kevin Durant your guy? Yeah. Well, he was, so I didn't even know Oklahoma City had a team. And then I was on vacation, and I was just watching basketball for some reason, and it was them against the Nuggets. And I'm like, who's this seven-foot-tall, lanky guy that's just blowing past people and drilling three? Yeah. So I loved him, was super into him. Well, I, still I will say Oklahoma this. Uh, I don't know if I, I'm sure I've shared part of this story with Evan before, but – you talk about really liking a guy and then disliking a guy, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, there was a moment in time where I loved Kevin Durant. And mm-hmm. I'm not saying this as a basketball player. I've always appreciated him as a basketball player, much like I think Kyrie Irving is a top 25 player of all time. We can debate that another day. But when I sat at home with my children one day, when uh, one of them had the flu, and I got off work in the morning at 10 a.m., and I went back to my apartment when I lived in the city, and I sat down on the couch, as a good father does, as you've done many times. And you're going to be home all day. There's you and the, and the sick child who's not in school, about eight or nine years old. What do you want to watch? I don't know. What do you want to watch? Cars again. The Incredibles again. <laughs> Rat Tattooey again. Oh, I've got a movie I think will be fun to watch. <laughs> and it's not even an animated movie. Yes. Why don't we put in the movie called Thunderstruck? Yeah. Starring Kevin Durant. Yeah. And I watched that movie with my son, and I left that movie saying, not only do I want to watch it again, what an amazing guy Kevin Durant is. Affable, uh, friendly, Good actor, personable, brilliant. And I go, that's my guy. I'm going to root for that guy because I like that guy in Thunderstruck. Mm-hmm. That changed. When he went to Golden State? That changed. Was that when the he, moment? When he went to Golden State. Yeah, it turned a lot of people off. When he went to Golden State because he didn't have to. The Oklahoma City Thunder to this day could be a dynasty, a real dynasty. And they foobarred it from damn near jump, to be fair. And that started with ownership, too, because they didn't want to pay the tax bill either. That's right. They had Harden. They had Durant. Should I go on? Serge Ibaka, yeah. Serge Ibaka. Very good team. Should we go on? The owner doesn't give a damn about a luxury tax bill. And that makes me feel good for Spencer Dinwiddie, who's a free agent at the end of the year. Oh, wow. How about that? Interrupting us mid-conversation. I don't even know the context of that. I'll tell you the context of that. Yeah, go ahead. That's you talking in a glowing sense about Joe Sy, the owner of the And then what did I say when he let Dinwiddie go? Why don't you play that clip? We don't have that clip. No. Because you then... Well, that's my point. It's it's fun going back to two-year-old... No, no, but when Spencer Dinwiddie got to free agency... I ripped Joe Sy because he let him go yeah. and wouldn't even take back a package of Kyle Kuzma and Montrezl Harrell. And you responded by saying, oh, you're not good enough. You need more players. And my point was, this is an unserious owner. 
Like, why would you ever give an asset away? Right. So all you did by playing that clip yes. is reinforce my dislike and exactly when it started. Yeah. And it started when they let Dinwiddie go for nothing. Yeah, well, And you defended it by saying, well, you don't need more. You're good enough anyway. And I said, that's not the point. So that was the moment when I knew what I know today. And that is Joe Psy is an unserious owner. And when I told you during the summer he's a disgrace, and when I told you during the summer he's a terrible owner, you rolled your eyes. You're like, I'm not going to get in the way of Evan's freight train run right now. But, but I was right. But two years ago, you had the opposite opinion. Hmm. Because it was the owner he doesn't made... give a damn about a luxury tax bill. And that makes me feel good for Spencer Dinwiddie, who's a free agent at the and end of the year. Oh, he didn't do it. Like, in, and in, then, the moment, in the moment. Because I thought he was a billionaire owner who cared about winning. Yeah. Like, that's not catching me anything. That's just going back in time to before I knew the truth. I'm just glad. Just I like heard... before you hated Julius Randle, then yeah. you loved Julius Randle, then you hated him again. But when Joe Psy, and that was the warning sign, when yeah. Joe Psy refused to take back contracts for Dinwiddie or just signed Dinwiddie himself and instead took back trade exceptions and second-round picks... That's when I knew that we have an unserious owner. He's an unserious owner. Now, he could have his press conference today with what the Liberty have done, and that's great. And that's good for them. <laughs> they had their own clean sweep. Don't tell me he had a press conference today. Cla Clara was there, his wife. Yeah, they had a press conference today. Could welcoming more, in, Could you be more tone deaf to what's happening? Welcoming in the new super team of the WNBA. All well and good. Nobody yeah. cares. Yeah. I mean, you just uh, allowed the breakup of the greatest uh, assembly of talent New York has seen in basketball since, um, to be fair, since uh, Clyde shared the back row with Earl Monroe. And you're doing a press conference to celebrate the WNBA team you just built? How about the team you just dismantled? Yeah. How about not being tone deaf? But I do appreciate the fact that you once loved your owner and now you hate him. It's what I believed he was willing to spend. Yep. But what I've seen over the last two years is the evidence that all Joe Psy cared about was saving on his luxury tax bill. Look. You could find old clips about me complimenting the Wilpons. You want to know why? They signed Johan Santana after trading for him. Right. They signed Carlos Beltran, and I don't regret any of that. Yeah. They made moves I appreciated. Joe Sy was spending, and then he decided to let spend, and that was the first sign, to let Spencer Dinwiddie walk and not get anything back. That's when I knew Joe Sy's closer to the Wilpons than he is Steve Cohen. But bring it up. No, I mean, I. but again, well, yeah, I just not, explained it. I want it again. It's not a gotcha not moment. It's just reminding you where you were. Yeah, I, and I, I, I look, here's a reminder. I love that the Wilpon signed Carlos Beltran. I wipe my ass with that. Okay, great. Like, great. I could find that about anything and anybody. People change. People make bad decisions. You it, used to love players, then they sucked. To be and then fair, you ripped them. Like, that's just fair, reality. It's just fun for us. Allow us to have some fun just going down memory lane. You can have as much fun as you want, so but when you remind me, lane. that's fine. But when you remind me yes. about this owner, I'm going to rip him because no one else is going to do it. Because no one else cares. Because no right. one else cares. You're You'll right. just celebrate the death of the Nets and move on your merry way. Yes, that's correct. I'm going to call it's out like a billionaire a owner. Accident, that's fine. Slowing down for it, which is what we're all doing today. And tomorrow, we're only going to be talking about Super Bowl 57. And that's fine. So in the meantime... I will say it again, and mm -hmm. I'll say it loudly. Uh -huh. There's a billionaire owner in this town who's a disgrace because he doesn't want to. He's got to save on his tax bill.
I love and it. he's welcome anytime, like I said last summer. When Evan turns on a guy, Evan turns on a guy. Turn on a guy? Uh, Why must... wouldn't I turn on the of guy? Of course. Guy, I, I we all ripped the Wilpons for years. Yes. I would have loved to have seen you breaking up with a girl who wronged you. That would have been a moment right there. Nobody ever wronged me. You could have gone from a madly in love to you're a whore. They were always <laughs> they were always sweet to me on the way out. <laughs> I would have been great. Anyway, uh, you know it's big when even Richard Lewis is. And talking by the about way, it. here's why I know I'm a schmuck yeah. uh, and I own myself. Yeah, please do. And you can say this because it's true, and I, I don't have a retort. I'll still give the man my money. I'll still because send him a, a check a every year to watch my dopey team. So I guess he's, he's got the last laugh on me. He saved on his tax bill, and that moron Evan Roberts is sending him a check every year. Yes. So, Joe, congratulations. You got me. I can't even. You got me. I got I'm a doofus. But guess yeah. what? There aren't many people like me that's dumb enough to do that. So watch how empty this building becomes if you continue to worry about your well, tax bill. The building's empty virtually every other night, so why, make, uh, why, why change things? By the way, uh, the New York Knicks did nothing else but uh, the John uh, Hart uh, acquisition last night. Uh, that's it. It's a wrap. The trade deadline is over, and uh, that's what we got. And let's rip that. You traded two number ones for Josh Hart. You traded a number one for Cam Reddish. That's Tom right. Thibodeau hated his guts, never played him. It was a waste of time. Then you took Reddish, who you used the first-round pick with, and packaged it with another first-round pick to get Josh Hart, who's a nice player. Don't get me wrong. He's not worth two number ones. So you essentially, because Tom Thibodeau didn't like Cam Reddish. From jump. And that's who I'm ripping. Which is why they never should have traded him, because if the coach tells you, I don't like that guy's game, or whatever the case may be, so why are we trading for the guy? So here's the other thing that happened today. OB Toppin has interest around the league. Praise the Lord. There are teams that actually want him. Yes. The Knicks supposedly were asking for a lot. Which is great, except Tom Thibodeau Doesn't won't play. play him. That's right. So you're holding this guy back. He won't get significant chance to play, mainly because he's blocked by Julius Randle. And I don't think Tom Thibodeau likes Obi Toppin. You ask for an exorbitant price. You don't make any deal. You keep him, and then you don't play him. Look, I'm with you. It makes absolutely no sense. The Knicks did not get really better at all. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network, from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Oh, oh, oh. 
Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.